0: Hey everyone, this is Allison again. As you know, I said last week I was going to do a podcast, but I actually came down with a sinus infection, which kind of affects my vocal cords and whatnot. So I was pretty raspy all last week and um, voice was pretty much in and out. But uh, as the week went on and was able to get an antibiotic, I was doing much better. So Um, I apologize for not getting one out, but um, I will go ahead and proceed with my second episode. So um, I want to say, first off, with the second episode I'm choosing to do, I'm talking about my own personal experience with um, my thyroid issue, and by no means am I a doctor or a anybody of that sense but as I'm saying I'm speaking 100% from my personal experience and just I guess you would say advice that I have to offer people who are maybe um in my boat or um kind of figuring out maybe their next step or just trying to hear my story because a lot of times I hear people um say well I have a I'm hypothyroid I can't lose weight and um for the longest time, I kind of thought the same thing, but, um, you would be so amazed what food, um, how food can heal your body or lack thereof. So, um, when it did come to me, uh, I guess you would say being obese at the time. And I was at, you know, close to 230 pounds. Um, to be honest, I ate out a lot. I always, I know for a fact, I would always eat, Um, Sonic, which I could put down, to be honest, embarrassingly enough, I could put down two Sonic steak sandwiches and a large cheese fry or a large tater tot. That was like my meal of choice. And I, I don't say that proudly, but I do say that as, uh, that was my, that was my, my food. Like I loved, um, fast food. I love Chinese food. I probably, well, I know for a fact, I did at least eat Sonic once or twice a week. I would eat Chinese once or twice a week, Mexican food once or twice a week, uh, pizza once or twice a week. So as you can see, eating out, that definitely harms your body over a long period of time and not to say that you can't have that stuff within you know a good portion or as treat meals or something like that but it's not something that is healthy for somebody to live off of and so that is one reason how I got to be overweight and like I shared on my last episode uh I I got to be that size out of depression and it was a lot of poor eating choices, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> I hate to admit this, but my family, if they listen to this, they know it to be true. I was that kid who could like raid the cabinet, the pantry. I'd make a whole box of rice aroni and I would eat the whole box, or I'd make a whole pan of hamburger helper and eat the whole box of hamburger helper. I would melt a half a block of Velveeta cheese and chips and salsa and that would that would be a pre-meal. You know what I mean? So a lot of processed foods that I ate like growing up as well as into like high school and stuff like that. So when I talk about my thyroid issue and you go and read a lot of facts, they talk about um, people developing thyroid issues or thyroid problems due to you having a poor diet and if I look back on my um, younger years I had a very poor diet not because my parents didn't try to get me to eat my vegetables or whatever Um, I just preferred you know box processed food or fast food and um, it was accessible to me so I ate it you know so, as I grew up overweight, um, it really didn't become an issue until college, and it mainly my weight was an issue just because I was embarrassed and I was ashamed. It had nothing to really do with anybody else but my own my own self esteem, and that also had me. Once I did decide to try to start getting healthy. Uh, The weight never came off, you know, and I see I'm able to relate to so many of my clients where they're like, I'm barely eating anything and I can't lose a pound. Well, I, I know there's people out there like, oh, don't log your food. Don't worry about logging your food. I am a huge advocate, especially if you're a food addict, you need to log your food because if you're an alcoholic or you're somebody who has a different drug of choice, like You have to monitor yourself. Whatever, if you're somebody who has a shopping addiction, uh, you create a budget. So when people say, oh, don't worry about logging your food, like I have a problem with that because if you're somebody who does have a food addiction problem, how else are you going to keep yourself accountable if you're not logging your food? So, I know everybody has their opinions about food logging and whatnot, and some people find it's very restrictive. They become too obsessed with it or whatever. And to be honest, for me personally speaking, and I've seen it for a lot of my clients, when you log your food, that puts things in front of your face where, wow, I did eat a lot of fat grams today, or I did eat a lot of carbs today, or I barely ate any protein. So I like having my clients personally log because that's one realization that I came to myself was when I logged my food, I looked at it like, wow, that meal that you just ate was ridiculously high in fat and carbs, and that's not how you're going to reach a goal. So some people may say, yeah, I barely ate any food, but if the food that you're eating is very high in calories, very high in fat, very high in carbs, it may feel like you're not eating a lot, but the food log isn't going to lie. You maybe really are eating more than what you thought you were eating. So when I actually did start logging my food and doing things proper, um the weight initially never just like fell off I guess you would say it was. it took me going to the doctor several different times and actually switching doctors because um the one doctor that I had at the time did blood work um two times and both times they're like no you're you're fine you're fine your your thyroid is average everything is fine you fall right in the panel of you know being normal and um for me, that was very defeating because if you go online, just look up um, thyroid symptoms. For me, I had literally all the symptoms, the weight gain, the hair loss, the fatigue, the exhaustion, the dry skin, the brittle nails. Uh, when I was growing up, I had huge, thick, curly Afro hair. And as like high school and college came, my hair just started falling out in chunks. And I knew that my hair wasn't healthy and I loved my hair when I was younger. And it's like, I'm just finally at this point, like 10 years later after being diagnosed with a thyroid issue and changing my eating habits, have my, my skin has returned to a better, I guess you'd say, a better, less dry, crackly skin and my hair isn't falling out. My hair is actually growing. Um, there, there's just small things like that that as a woman, you, you don't want to have, you know, dry, cracked nails and hair and all that type of thing. So I fell right in there, but it never, it, I never was diagnosed until when I finally did get some help going into my senior year of college. Um, I was, diagnosed with a thyroid disorder. And the doctor was like, you know what you when I look at your blood, your thyroid panel, we just look at your T4. Um, You're not I mean, you are kind of average. You fall on the more bottom level of average. But if we look at your other numbers, you're pretty low. And so my doctor initially put me on a levothyroxine. And levothyroxine is just a ge- the most generic form of a synthroid me- or medication that you can get. Uh, and it was horrible for me. It gave me constant migraine headaches like every day I would wake up with a migraine and I know there's other people who take levothyroxine every single day have no idea why I cannot take levo but uh, that's one drug that I cannot take it get, I, like I told my mom, it literally reminds me, I don't know what it feels like, but if you were to take a knife and just stabbed it through your head, it's just these piercing headaches that I got initially take, taking, taking levo So my doctor then switched me to Synthroid and I was on th- Synthroid for, I, I think it was probably a good four years. And like I said, I lost weight on being on Synthroid. Um, I changed my eating habits drastically. I cut out the processed foods. I did all that type of stuff. And I eat a whole whole food based diet. And I even when I got on social media, I would so many times use the hashtag eat clean, because that was the diet that I followed. It was the one that I found that worked for me best. Uh, it kept my body in a I guess, took away the inflammation within my body, you know, not feeding my body all these sugars. And no, I don't say fruit is bad, but I did limit a lot of my fruit intake because, heck, I could put down a whole lot of fruit but barely eat any vegetables. And so for me, I I took on um, eating a lot of uh, green fibrous vegetables, my lean protein, and um, I sprinkled in some uh, healthy Fats like your nuts, avocados, coconut oil, that type of stuff, and uh, my body has made such a drastic response after after that. But then um, when I moved uh, to Salina, and I I kind of went uh, I probably went a good two years here in Salina um, without having a doctor. I kind of doctored out of a hometown, my hometown, but. Um, then it came to the point where I actually needed a doctor. And at the time I was training my doctor and I kind of told her a couple of my issues. And with that, it was really cool because she actually decided to, you know, really look at all my blood work and run a full thyroid panel. And I don't know if any of my the other doctors in the past did as much as she did, but I know the doctor that I have now when she ran all the different types of blood work and that type of thing, she asked me, "Have you ever been have you ever taken Armour thyroid?" And I had never taken Armour thyroid before, but with Synthroid, what I kept finding is is I would be prescribed a medication, I would take it for a little bit, my blood work would be fine, and it would just it would never average out or balance out it I need a little more need a little less need a little more need a little less and so for me that was very frustrating because it's like you pay so much money for Synthroid and then now you don't need that much and then you need more so the armor thyroid when she made that change to my the medication and took me off of Synthroid I haven't felt I mean, I felt so amazing on Armour Thyroid and a Synthroid may be what people need to be on, but for me, Armour Thyroid is what worked for me exactly. And so I needed that for me personally. And so from there, I ended up, like I said, changing my nutrition habits and that it overall drastically made a huge difference for me because I. I was, I was eating better, I was exercising, and I was also um, taking a correct medicine that was for me. So, um, so when a lot of people ask me, what, what did you do? Or what, what is the major change? And it's a small changes that have added up over time that has made a huge change for me. I have a lot of, you know, a lot of different things that all roll into making me a healthier person but definitely the whole thyroid issue is one that has made um a drastic change for me um and I would say as I as I talk to so many people um not every not every doctor is trained in this so you can't just say oh my doctor's stupid my doctor don't know what they're doing or whatever like that may not be what your doctor is specifically trained in or specifically knows something about um, most of the time like I said um, you have a doctor who will just run your t4 labs and look at the chart and say oh you're fine but if you have a um, if you have something where, you know, inside that you don't feel well, and you have, you're exercising, you're drinking water, you know, your nutrition is better, all of that type of stuff, then yeah, there's a, there's something else going on. But like I tell so many of my clients who they're like, oh, my doctor's just not listening to me. They're just not da 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 da. I understand. I mean, to be a doctor has to be very hard because you have clients out there or patients out there who are probably hypochondriacs and they call at the drop of a dime at everything and they're probably like, Oh my gosh, this person again. Maybe not. But in my head, that's what I would be thinking. So what I tell my clients is is, you know what, maybe they ran some blood work and everything came back fine. You know what? For the next couple of months until your next appointment, get on your nutrition, nail your nutrition. Log all of your food, drink your water, exercise and log everything that you do exercise wise. And then if nothing changes and you go back to the doctor, then you actually have data and proof to show your doctor like, hey, um this this is my log for the last two months or this is my log for the last month. This is what I've absolutely consumed, carbs, fats, and proteins. And this is how many times I've exercised a day and I've drank my water and I'm not drinking a ton of soda and that kind of thing. Then your doctor can truly believe that you you are doing what you say you're doing because I as a trainer, my clients will say, I don't know why I'm not losing weight. I I am not bar- I'm not eating and I'm barely eating anything and I'm working out. But then if we actually look at data and I say let me see the activity on your watch or let me see your food log, it tells me a different story. So when it comes to your doctor like trying to figure out what's wrong with you you have to be your own advocate as well and not just expect that your doctor's going to know what's wrong with you you have to explain to them what you're doing and a lot of people ask well what what kind of things should I ask for um in a full thyroid panel um what you want to I guess you if you if you're wondering, you can write it down, or you can even Google it. Um, a full thyroid panel—it's your TSH, your free T4, your free T3, total T3, and a reverse T. And so, um, that's what I would say all needs to be looked at. Your doctor may not even know how to read those. If that's the case, you may need to ask for a referral, or maybe even go see an endocrinologist. But bottom line is, is if you have a general doctor who that's not their field of study, they may miss something like that. So it's not, I can't blame the doctor on that being their fault. You have to be your own advocate and know what, where you fall, what your symptoms are and that kind of thing. Um, I had, like I said, I, I went through a couple different doctors before I actually found like a doctor that works for me, a doctor that listens to me and runs my blood work does, you know, what goes above and beyond, but not everybody will have that. So if that's the case, you need to be educated and read on thyroid health, you know, changes in nutrition, um, that type of thing. And so uh, one of the questions that I get, and this even falls for anybody who has an autoimmune disease. If you start looking up autoimmune diseases and uh, thyroid does fall under that, there are foods that you want to avoid or try to avoid and I do my very best at avoiding them. Yes, I still have a treat meal here and there, but I have I really don't eat much bread whatsoever, you know, when it comes to gluten and that type of thing. Um I try to stay away from fast foods and sugars, processed foods like TV dinners. I remember as a younger person, I used to eat the heck out of I think they were like chicken TV dinners that had like a piece of chicken in it like a small thigh and a either a thigh and a breast or a thigh and a drumstick and some corn mashed potatoes and a little brownie that always burned on the inside (laughs) so that was like I lived off of that stuff and so nowadays I I cook like I cook all of my food and um I don't eat chips. I don't eat crackers. Like I find things that I can replace those foods with. And, um, I get a I guess I'd say when I work with people too, people say, how do you eat your vegetables or why I don't like vegetables. And you know what, to be honest, I don't love vegetables. I do not wake up every single morning and think, man, I just can't wait to eat some asparagus at lunch today. Like, or man, I can't wait to eat some broccoli today. Like, no, if I had my choice of foods to eat at a hundred percent would be, like chips, crackers, cinnamon rolls, chips and dip, all that type of thing. But when it comes to changing my eating habits, you have to eat, you have to eat things that are going to feed your body and fuel your body well. And that's where um, I found that I needed to, um, I needed to make some changes. And so for me, when I look at my plate, I always put, two servings of vegetables on my plate I always eat my vegetables first then I always eat my protein and if I have a carb at that meal I eat the carb last just because I love carbs so for some people they want to save you know the carb they want to eat the carb first whatever but when it comes to um, a person's thyroid or any type of autoimmune disease one of my best recommendations for anybody is to really reduce the sugar that you are consuming and the processed foods that you're consuming, the TV dinners, the freezer foods, the processed foods, the fast food, all of that type of stuff. So like I said, um, I really didn't have a ton to say. I really wanted to just get on here for um, my second episode and talk a little bit about thyroid. Like I said, I'm no doctor when it comes to thyroid. I just know my personal experience and when it comes to your personal experience with thyroid or any autoimmune disease, you have to be your own advocate and you have to do your own research and figure out what's going to work best for you personally speaking, and find maybe a doctor that's gonna like help you or listen to you. Um, if you are doing everything that you possibly can, don't keep don't keep falling into the into the. Dick depression crack or you know that just I don't feel well crack because if you know something's not right and you're not feeling good or maybe even you've gone through all the medical things that you can I would highly recommend seeking out a counselor type therapist or something where you can talk through these types of things because many times people with eating disorders or um, eating food addictions it's finding um, an opportunity or an opportune way to utilize, um, utilize what you can, um, like journaling or going on a walk when you feel like eating. Um, there's just so many ways that um, we can self-sabotage ourselves. And if we know that our way of self-sabotaging ourselves is through eating, let, like we got to find another way to, um, I guess, get out of that mindset or get out of those um that trap that keeps circling back around. So if you know when you get stressed that you stress eat or if you know when you're frustrated you want to go grab a donut or whatever, um, you have to start recognizing those of oh, I'm stressed, I'm not gonna go grab the the food pantry. I'm going to go on a walk or I'm going to put some gum in my mouth and get a bottle of water. Those types of things. All of those play a huge role in, you know, if you have any type of autoimmune disease, finding another way to not constantly be consuming food. So um, that is my wrap up for the thyroid. Um, I could talk more on um, I guess you would say testing and all that type of stuff. But to be honest, I am not huge in depth on explaining to every single person what is right for them. Um, I'm a huge advocate for you know, you doing your own research. You look at what's best for you and um act accordingly on how you're going to take care of yourself and um your health. So I hope everybody has had a great memorial weekend. Um I hope you guys have a great week. We are already into June. Um I will be going on my goal is um to keep sharing each podcast, it may be once a week or once every other week. If you guys have um, topics that you want to share or want me to touch on, that type of thing, you can email me at ahager.ah at gmail.com and just share with me maybe your experience on thyroid or autoimmune disease or maybe you want to share something else with me. Um, maybe you want, to want me to touch on a subject um, on this. So I'm kind of just winging it and seeing where it goes. I had a lot of great responses from the first episode. Um, episode that I had. Um, but like I said, I'm trying to just give people a little bit of insight from where I'm coming from, where being overweight, having a thyroid issue to now being a trainer and people who look at me now, they may not think that or know that I've had the journey that I have had. So when I say that I can relate to a lot of people, I can. And um, I hope people are uh, receptive to the things that, um, you know, I have to offer and whatnot. And maybe I'm just a little bit crazy to some people and that's okay too. So, you know, everybody um, is drawn to somebody for a reason and sometimes they're not and that's okay. I'm not everybody's cup of tea. So either way, I hope you guys have a great uh, month of June and reach out if you are interested in um, sharing more with me or asking questions and I'll be willing to share with you. So have a great June, guys and I will speak to you next time.